three or four times in the middle of a lesson, she'd be like, okay, pause. Go out in the hallway, do a bunch of cartwheels. <gasps> oh my gosh, yes. And then I just do like 10 cartwheels oh down the hall. Oh my gosh. Hall, 10 cartwheels back. Genius. And I didn't realize it at the time. Oh yeah. This is Other Maria, the podcast of our real life conversations about personal evolution, society, relationships, spirituality, and everything else. We're getting vulnerable in these good faith talks and sometimes respectfully disagreeing about which of us is wrong. Just kidding. There's no right and wrong. We're just two friends sitting around talking shit. Wait, talk about deep shit, right? That's what we're doing. Yeah, enjoy. Hi, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to Other Thanks Maria. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you to everyone that's listening. Thank you to everyone that is just like coming to this hasn't listened yet hold on to your butt here we come thanks everybody who's messaged us it's been so nice oh yes i got an amazing piece of feedback this week Ooh, that i feel like was just so great for what we're doing which is that we don't have a plan really yeah totally (laughs) um but one of my friends was just like find out who your core audience is the people that are consistently messaging you find out what they like about it and just do more of that Totally. Like, it'll grow it. And that, I think, sort of in my mind, not that I've really put any effort into, or either of us have, in marketing or spreading it aside from Instagram, but right. I was like, I wish we had more people that listen consistently. And then it was like, oh, but just focus on the ones that do. Totally. So, thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. So, yeah. Um, I feel like I'm just going to talk a lot about the experience that I've had this past year. As we're sitting here recording this, it's Sunday, y'all are going to be listening on a Tuesday, and I just finished my last shift at the restaurant that I worked at for a full year. That's crazy. To the day. To the day? Yes. Full year, to the day. Oh, wow. Weird. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so I worked there. For a full year to a fucking day. That's wild. I did not know that. Yep. Which is why it feels another reason that it feels so fucking divine. Yeah. That I ever worked there in the first place. And yeah. And ending right now. Yeah. Because the reason it was my last shift is that the restaurant's closing. And they were awesome about it and gave us like a long heads up. But the, even the timing of the heads up, like I think we found out two or two and a half months ago and right around that time the podcast was about to come out I had my other creative stuff taking off and I was starting to feel like I don't have time for this anymore the Mm -hmm. restaurant Mm -hmm. and I kept getting these signals from the universe Mm -hmm. like I'd be on my way and like a manager would call and say hey we're overstaffed do you want the day off or I'd get there and then they'd realize hey we're overstaffed Mm -hmm. and it just kept happening with increasing frequency Frequency and intensity mm-hmm. of signs. It was like it's gonna end soon, and then we found out that we were closing. Right. And to the day, it is one year that I have been there, and I only ever meant to be there for a few months. It was truly the gift that kept on giving. <laughs> because this is the thing that I was excited to tell you about. Just recap the way that I got into it. I had this feeling that I needed to go places in person. And I haven't served in over 10 years. It's been like a decade. And I didn't think that I would do it again, but it was a moment of humility. And it was like, 
suggested to me and I was willing and so I did it and I sent a million applications on job sites but I haven't done it in forever so I had this feeling I should go in person and one of my friends just off the cuff said follow the shiny things (laughs) and I followed this like this was the place that I walked into it felt shiny it's a gorgeous building it's a gorgeous place shiny the general manager was right there at the top of the stairs like everything was boom 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 it was so easy Mm -hmm. and i felt like it was meant to be and then i realized like how great it was for my creativity and i made these amazing connections with people that i worked with and it just like kept going like that and i was just like meeting cool people and i had these lulls where it wasn't feeling as good and it wasn't as much fun. And then I'd have a bang up weekend where it was so much fun and I made so much money. Well, I never made so much money, but like I made more money. You made some good money sometimes. On occasion. Yeah. Was, like, I mean, a couple of those pivotal times where it was kind of a right. lull and then all That's of a sudden it would it be like a zillion dollars for no reason. And then right. not again for a while, but yeah. But my very last table today on my very last shift was just these two amazing women. One of them is a published writer. Oh my gosh. She has books on Amazon. Mm. I'm going to get them. Yeah. She has a blog. Just um, so everyone knows, Maria is a writer. So I'm that's a writer. like amazing. I all I want to do for the rest of my life is just sit around with my lappy toppy and clickety clackety. <laughs> my lappy toppy and clickety clacky. <laughs> this is the way I talk. But anyway, it it was like the crossover too because they mentioned something about creativity and the other one working on a TV show and it was just the right in and then we just started talking and getting to know each other and this last weekend I've been so shameless about giving people the podcast link and my business card and telling them everything that I'm doing and there was a woman yesterday that recommended a great book but so the woman from today mm-hmm. I pulled up the link and she was like, I'm going to listen to an episode on my way home. Mm. I was like, yes! yes! And you know, we were talking about like taking a leap of faith because they asked me, what are you doing after this? And I was just like, I'm focusing on my creative stuff. And one of them said, oh, that's like a great way to go about it. If I had the means, I would love to do that too. And I was like, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm not totally sure I have the means, but it feels like such a guided way that this is all happening mm-hmm. that I am taking this leap and of course I'm I'm open to earning in other ways but it just feels like the way that this is unfolding is like so divine and not just the podcast like my writing my photography everything else that is meant to come through me right now it's just fucking popping it's popping and there's like a bigger plan and I don't know what it is so <laughs> <laughs> Into the unknown. Yep. Yeah, I was telling another friend who I saw on the river walk the other day about... I was like, I'm in uncharted territory. And she was like, that's great. <laughs> it's um, Nice. I was like, yeah, yeah, this is great. Because if... Well, what's that quote about, you know, if you want something you've never had, you have to do something you've never done? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That it's one. so true. So we're doing things we've never done. Brave. Sure. It is. It is. It's really hard to get out of our comfort zones. But you're primed for it right now. It's not as hard. That's true. 
Yeah, I've sort of been... Yeah, man. I've been, like, craving getting out of my comfort zone. I just haven't figured out how, what to do. What is your comfort zone? (laughs) (laughs) Self-sabotage. Sure. Yeah. You are not the only one, though. I mean, I know you're halfway joking, but if that is the case for anyone... But I'm halfway serious. No, I I, I I'm pretty serious. Uncommon though. No, not at all. It's just like overwhelm paralysis, you know. Yeah. So then you're like, where do I start? Getting unstuck. Yeah. The thing is, I've been here before. I've been stuck before, and I've gotten myself out of it. So I'm just like waiting for the energy. <laughs> Yeah, I was almost going to say that. I was like, do you think you've gotten yourself out of it? Or do you think you've allowed yourself to be gotten out of it Mm -hmm. by the universe? And that's exactly what you're saying with the energy. Right. I mean, speaking of energy, for you astrology people, or people who are not into astrology... um, You are now. You are now. The North Node switches over tomorrow. Oh, man. I know. You keep forgetting. I'm so excited. I love it that you keep forgetting because every time it's like a new, it's a new like, surprise. <laughs> I'm a goldfish. <laughs> so <laughs> the North Node, it's actually a mathematical point on the moon and it switches every like year and a half and it's about to go into Aries. And our North Node is sort of supposed to be, like, our destiny for this lifetime or, like, what we're working towards. And if we're kind of accepting our challenges and working through our stuff, we start working towards the energy where our North Node lies. And our South Node is the opposite of whatever sign the North Node's in. So, like, North Node's going to switch to Aries tomorrow. So that means the South Node will be in Libra. And we're coming out of North Node in Taurus. And the South Node was in Scorpio. And which was mine. Yeah. So Maria's North Node is in Taurus. Completely explains yes. why the last like six months yes. of my North Node being what we are in, mm-hmm. why I became so litty titty and well, just like evolved. Yes. And also you deserve like a lot of credit for that. Cause it's not just that like I don't think your shit just pops off when your North Node no. comes, right? It's more like you work with the energy. Of astrology. So, okay, shout out to the weekly transit. Hi, Scott and Ingrid. Hi, we Scott and Ingrid. We love you guys. Maria and I started getting more into astrology. Um, over the last two, three years, we, like, much more got into it. And when did you find the weekly transit now? I was in Tennessee, but, like, a oh, year yeah. and a half ago? No, no, no. I can tell you exactly. It was, it was on the heels of a really bad breakup. Well, it was traumatic. No matter what, whether or not you've worked through it at oh, the that's top, true. right? That's fair. Do you that's know what fair. I'm saying? Yes. Like, oh, absolutely. It was a traumatic breakup. It was a... Anyway, I wanted to know what astrologically was happening. Uh-huh. And in true me fashion, I laser focused until I found someone that could tell me exactly what was happening <laughs> at the time of that breakup. Mm. And I was like four months out from it probably. Right. At the time that I was looking into it and I found the weekly transit. But yeah, I think since then, we've both just like, separately and then together, really leaned into learning about it and different layers and how it plays into the actual planets and then astrology itself. I don't know. It's just such a big... It's so complex. I would say it's the most robust school of information. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And it's so old. Mm-hmm. Like if anyone's thinking like your weekly horoscope in the newspaper, that's not what we're talking about. Not even close. Not, not even close. Even close. Like not to that. say that scratches the surface is it's, it's not, not even, even true. That. Yeah, I don't even think horoscopes have anything to do with it. They, they just, don't. It's no. Anyway, go not. back to like North Node Switch though, because that was cool. Okay, so the weekly transit has been super helpful because Scott is an astrologer and he's so well versed and he's so kind and loving and compassionate and wants to just help people and like one of their taglines in the intro I'm gonna just paraphrase and maybe botch it but it's something about learning how to ride the planetary waves so that the planets don't ride you (laughs) yeah or that the energy of the planet so that the energy doesn't ride you yes and that totally resonates with me and Maria where it's like it's very complex it's daunting at first I mean, if you can get over the feeling of, like, it's dumb and stupid, which, like, a lot of us feel at first. I remember when I would hear horoscopes when I was younger, they didn't really resonate. And then, like, in college, I had a friend who was really into astrology. And I'm an Aries sun. So your sun sign is what we all know. Like, when someone's like, what's your sign? Like, I'm an Aries. And Maria, what's your sign? She's like, I'm an Aquarius. That's your sun sign. But it's basically where the planet was when you were born. So, like, what part of the sky was the sun in when you were born? What part of the sky was this moon in? What part of the sky was, you know, Jupiter in or Venus or whatever? And then each planet represents something, and it just gets more and more complex as you dive deeper. Right, and if anyone, just a tidbit, if anyone is skeptical right. of that, right. here was my in. Okay. This was many years ago. Okay. Because I thought it was... You know, we horoscopes in the newspaper. Yes. Here's my end, though. So, scientifically, yep, we know that the moon influences the tides. Correct. On Earth. Yep. The moon is so far away, it is little, it influences the tides. Think about how much fucking water that is. Oh, yeah. So much fucking water. Yeah. Pick up a gallon of water, that's heavy. Right. Right? Right. And how much water is on this planet. Yeah. So the moon influences that. Then, scientifically, how much of our body is water? Correct. The human body. Correct. We know for a fact. Yep. So, those two things together, I have to believe that the moon influences my body. And if the moon influences my body, why would bigger planets, the sun, all of these things that are connected in some divine way that we don't understand with our little human brains, (laughs) who would I be to say that it doesn't? Yeah. And then it became fun to just explore it. Correct. And then the more you know, the more you can see, like, how much lines up. Not in a fate sense. No. But in an energetic sense. Totally. Which is what you were saying. Yep. 100%. Yep. I remember when I figured out the moons and the tides, and I was like, oh, the moon's gravity is pulling on the water. And so that's what makes the tides. (laughs) Like, what? That's so insane. And so, of course, it's tugging on the water inside of us, etc., And, like, funny you should bring up the moon. The way it clicked for me was, like, in college, like, I was saying I had this friend who was into it, and so I knew I was an Aries sun. And so if you look at an Aries horoscope or you look up, like, traits of an Aries or whatever, these were also the very basic ones, but it was always, like, Aries are angry and fiery and they hold grudges and they're really... It was fire in, like, only the shadow senses and the most negative ones. like, reactive. Reactive and all this shit. And I was like, I... Combative. Don't resonate at all with this. I don't understand. 
but I wasn't like closed off. I just didn't know where else to look and just didn't. So I was like, mm, uh, yeah, I get like, all right. Like I see some similarities with Aries, but like, I don't really get it. Okay. And then I would spend time with him and he was into astrology and whatever. And he t- started teaching me sun, moon, and rising. So your sun sign is supposed to be like the essence of you, your essence and like sort of what forms your personality. Your moon sign is supposed to be what your like inner core is being is and like how you are when you're alone and at home or when you're in very comfortable situations. And then your rising is sort of how your personality presents to others. So how others receive you. And so Aries is a fire sign. So it's got like a lot of fiery energy, which the light and the dark, the shadow sides, the positives and negatives. And so like Aries, yeah, they can be feisty and fiery. And then there's like the positives, like passionate and excited oh and also very um Aries are very they're the first sign of the zodiac so they're like they're kind of like leaders and like very um self-led self-led thank you that's a good way to put it yeah self-led if they're you know kind of grounded and so speaking of grounded my moon in Taurus Taurus is an earth sign and it's very much more grounded and it's about like safety security also like nice things and stuff like that I used to always be very, I did not lean into that part of me, like the nice things part, like a nice home environment or nice, the nice material things. And I always, I did have that sort of feeling of like, oh, materialism and materialistic. I don't need nice things. That's just greedy or whatever weird shit we put on it. But like now that I'm more in touch with it, I'm like, no, I really love having a nice home and don't get me wrong y'all I struggle so hard with my home like it's I'm not the neatest I'm not great with like interior design and organization I'm really good with it at work so I've learned that like if someone else can come in and like organize my home for me I could keep it organized but oh my god I cannot organize something to save my life (laughs) but that doesn't mean that it doesn't bring me a lot of peace and joy and comfort exactly exactly. and I was always like cutting that part off from myself you know what else gives you peace and joy and comfort what that I've seen as Mm. far as nice things yeah and this is something that I don't relate to your food yes okay so important to you okay I was was like were you gonna say food a hundred percent food I care very much what I'm putting into my body, but that's not as much my focus as good food and good drinks. Good, like, I'm a foodie. Yeah, but, like, I don't love the pretentious sides of it, but at the same time, I know how to bring balance to it. So it's, like, the pretentious parts of the foodie world, I can just kind of, like, let go of more because I'm, like, oh, my God, you're so into those, like, fine ingredients. And that brought me to... To my, like, non-city girl side, food did. Because, like, I'm born and raised in Chicago. When I was younger, I had a total narrative, like, I'm a city person. I never want to live in the country. Boring. Like, suburbs. Ew. Like, all this shit. And then in the last few years, oh, my God, do I love being in nature. Do I want to live outside of a city, honestly, or a smaller city closer to nature? I love that stuff. And why I... I could connect nature with food. It was being in the city, you cannot connect on your own, or at least when we were growing up, much less, that like the food was coming from the earth and like a farm and like a person was cultivating that food. And like if that person loved and cared for what they were growing, that vegetable or whatever grew even more beautifully and had all these nutrients for you. And then you could like, and then in these nice restaurants I worked in, like there were definitely the negative sides of like the angry chef trope 
the mean environments or whatever. But like once you got through that or like realized, okay, I'm not going to work with the mean chef. I'm going to work with this nice chef. But they're still doing like these beautiful things with these beautiful ingredients and like making things taste so good. And like I love food. (laughs) And then I got into cooking or I've been into cooking, but it was like that started clicking too. I got into cooking when I was like 18, but I was always saying I was a bad cook. But I like loved doing it. Which is wild to me. Well, it's because I was a new cook. Yeah. And I wasn't learning from anyone but myself. And it was the one thing that I actually should think about more often give myself a lot of credit for because that's been a slow burn to become a good cook and I did do it on my own not to say that I didn't learn from anyone but I just mean I never went to a school and I never took classes vacuum but totally you did do it on your own yes because I think what you did was take advantage of what you were exposed to and what was important to you yes and it's not as important to me on a level of taste and ingredients and like putting that like love and care into it sure but I think I've been exposed and probably most people are to the same things like eating in restaurants or being around food or groceries or whatever people in the cities yeah yeah Mm -hmm. but you took all of that and were patient with yourself and kept trying things and learned things and I know I learned from you just about the love and care that you put into it to make it so good. Yeah. And I mean, for me, I'm like boiling eggs and <laughs> dropping a pile of berries onto some yogurt. Like, that's the extent of my cooking. I know, but I, but yeah, I mean. And I'm not, I'm not getting down on myself. I know that. Just, I know that. I know you're not. I just was going to say, like, I also do love, though, that you can appreciate it. And from, like, oh. a genuine place. Like, I can take you to a fancy restaurant and you're not, like, like you love you like really do love it too and I do love that about you like you're like my perfect example of somebody who's not like obsessed with yeah you're my perfect example perfect valid I can die now just kidding (laughs) god um yes perfectionist the perfectionist comes out yeah right no, but, like, just that you aren't down on yourself about not cooking more. Some people, it's like, I don't know where I was going to go with that. What I want to say is that you that are perfect. not. That you're perfect. Thank you. And then we're done. Bye, okay, I'll, st- I'll stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> no, but just that, like, you aren't driven by learning how to cook better or anything. And you may or may not even ever be interested in that. And you probably would sometimes. Like, I think you'd be, like, down if I would taught you one thing. You'd be so into it, right? Totally. Like, but you're not like, please teach me all the things. Like, I suck at cooking. What's wrong with me? None of that. And, like, you're not like, I need to be, the, like, a foodie at all times. Like, I love me, like, a good, you know, jalapeno popper or whatever. No, those are those okay. are fine dining at their best when they're done well. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. So never mind. But, what but you really appreciate it. the other day? Oh, my gosh. The piggery? Yeah. Shout out to the piggery in Chicago. They're called they call them their firecrackers. But they're jalapeno poppers. But they but they grill the jalapenos first. I'm gonna do this next time I cook them. Oh I know, I'm so holy moly. And then they have them with cream cheese and wrapped in bacon and they're just they're delightful. Right, because they're not like frozen and then fried. Yes, that too. They're not battered and fried, which a lot of restaurants do. They're just wrapped in bacon. Like I did on the grill. I was doing it wrapped in bacon, uh-huh. but they, like, grill the jalapenos first on their own. So you're eating, like, a cooked jalapeno in there. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and I love so that good. adventure, too. Like, speaking <laughs> of, like, you and the nice thing that is cooking and food. Uh-huh. I love that my brain is literally, like, this is delicious, this is not delicious and still edible, and I'll eat the same <laughs> amount of both things. I don't, I don't have that discernment. 
But for you, you'll like eat something and be like, this is delicious. And you'll understand why. Yeah. Why it's delicious. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't fucking know. It just is. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. So it's like bringing up stuff for me. I like. I love this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, good. You said something about showing myself patience. And I actually didn't for so many years. And shout out to Hannah, if you're listening, my college roommate you for the longest time. Hi, Hannah. Hi, Hannah. Hannah was my, like, ride-or-die guinea pig and, like, the kindest guinea pig on the planet. She was just liked food and could eat anything but wasn't – sorry, I'm getting self-conscious. I'm like, Hannah, I love you. I don't mean this. No, but, like, she wasn't very discerning. It was just, like, that's food. That's great. But if I cooked something good, I mean, of course, she was like, oh, my gosh, so good. But she had to weather the most of four years, years. I would cook things and then just the entire meal critique myself. What I cooked. Oh, so she was the I don't think one. you've gotten a lot of this. The way you talk about me and my cooking, I'm, I love. Because I'm like, oh, okay, this is how I am now. And I love that. That shows a lot of growth on my part. I would literally just shit talk my food the entire meal. And she would just be like, I love it. And she would just be like eating and eating and, like, <laughs> and letting me shit talk it. Which was like good because... Yeah, On the yeah. one hand, it's just letting me feel my feelings. Yeah. And it wasn't going to be healthy to just stay there forever. But it was just, like, working out the kinks and being hard on myself. But it was also, as it evolved, even when I would do it sometimes year, years later and years ago now, I would, like, be critiquing rather than shit-talking. Uh-huh. Because I was, like, analyzing what I had just done. Yeah. To be like, ooh, what can I do differently next time? Sure. And I can understand that could be very fucking annoying for some people because it did finally become a thing where it's like, Maria, you see why you're doing it. You're just critiquing. But, like, shut the fuck up. We're just trying to sit and eat a meal. You don't need to, like, talk about the food the whole time and, like, overanalyze every little, like, step you took in the cooking process to, like, oh, I should have cooked the onions just two more minutes and then this would have happened. Like, oh, my God. (laughs) But she was, like, so ride or die great about it and was always just like, you're too hard on yourself. This tastes great. And she would always, I can't cook at all. And I was just cooking so many of our meals when we lived together. So she was also just getting food cooked for her all the time when she's never liked cooking till the last couple years. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know that she likes cooking now, but she's pushed herself and is cooking now. And I love it. I'm, like, so proud of her. And I'm like, wow, I never thought this day would come. It popped into my brain, too. You said that you liked that I've experienced you this way, and it shows all your growth because you have the memory of all those other things. Because we were living in separate cities. Yeah. So... I wasn't around for all of that. Correct. But it also reminds me of sort of a parallel growth thing that's happened where you see me as oh my gosh. organized and disciplined <laughs> and all of the shit. You missed the, like, while I you were did. having your cooking learning thing. Yeah. I was having my rampant out of control ADHD yes. paired with, like, a bunch of other shit. Yeah. And I was... The biggest, hottest mess of, like, (laughs) the opposite of any type of organization or memory or um, discipline in any way. Like, I was just a fucking hurricane. My God, your 30s are so much better than your 20s. I will never stop saying that. There's no comparison. zero comparison. Oh, my God. There is no fucking comparison yeah and anyone in your 30s i really hope that you feel the same and anyone in your 20s if for whatever reason you have this 
idea that something else happens in your 30s no it just gets so much fucking better you just have learned a lot in your 20s and like if you're in your 20s and you're struggling at all i feel you i feel you oh yeah you're gonna be okay it's you are okay you are okay you're just learning your shit you are okay you're You're doing your shit you're figuring it out you're just where you should be like it's all good yeah but it's wild times in your 20s man oh my god but yeah, no, dumpster I... Dumpster fire. Dumpster fire. <laughs> dumpster fire. Mine was a little bit of a dumpster fire for sure. But what I was going to say is too, it's like, if anyone's relating to what I'm saying about like a slow burn of learning something you love, that's how I learn. And it does create a lot of impatience now when I'm being hard on myself and when I'm like feeling stuck like I do right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, I just want to like learn something fast. And it's like, this is not how I learn. And I learn the best when it's something I really love, which I know is true for everyone. But also some people just really love, can do like a school structure better and pick a lane and be like, I mean the ones that it genuinely works for them. Not the people who like are forcing themselves into a box they don't fit into. Sure. The people that it genuinely works for where it's like, ooh, I want to like study this subject. I'm really going to like go to a class or I don't know, something more structured And the structured learning is so hard for me. I just, and I don't know how much that is just resistance to it, but still, it's hard. Well, but I think even if it's resistance to it, there's a reason for that too. Because I think you actually may be more out of alignment with traditional learning structure than most people. Mm -hmm. But I also think that most people are far more out of alignment than our society and culture would tell us yeah especially for kids right like our learning structure right of school sit in your chair do this it's super it slaps evolution in the face yeah (laughs) it's not we all have such different learning styles and we all try to they everybody just crams it into this into this formulaic way you're supposed to do it how what were your grades like in high school oh my god grade school high school college i think it was all the same I kind of started off at the beginning of it with lots of B's, maybe an A, maybe a C. And then by the time I graduated from all those places, I just like barely fucking graduated. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember how your grades were. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. They weren't ever quote unquote bad, but I was never. Yeah. Like how much homework did you do? (laughs) Yeah. It was that thing, though, where it was like the first examples of burnout where I was trying to do this thing yeah. that was out of alignment with the way that I am both mentally and physically and emotionally. and But it was out of alignment, but I, I tried really hard yeah. because of uh, perfectionism. Yeah. But then burnt out because it wasn't jiving with me. Right. It wasn't you know, feasible. No, it wasn't feasible and realistic. With regards to that, there was, like, the burnout for me. Right. And then I also know that it was undiagnosed ADHD. Yeah. For fucking sure. Yeah. Which is also an interesting concept. But what I wanted to recall for you, because I don't know if I've told you about this in a while or ever, when I was little, I took piano lessons. Yep. Actually, for, like, 10 or 11 years. You sure did. Same. You were so good. Same teacher. Thank you. Yeah. Same teacher, but I didn't understand at the time. My parents didn't understand at the time. I know she knew exactly what she was doing at the time. This first thing she did with all of her students, but she would 
teach us the notes to play in the very beginning by putting M&Ms on the keys. Ooh. You know, and they're colorful. Oh, yeah. Yummy. Yeah. And, and this was, what, 20 years ago? Oh, yeah. She was the most brilliant person. No, um, it was longer ago. Probably longer Sorry, ago. we were 17, 20 years ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> see? Okay. That, see, that does not. That was like 30 years ago. Oh, my God. When I was with Cassie the other day, too, or I forget what she said, and I was like, wait, how old are we again? She was like 37, and I was like, that doesn't sound right. And we just like moved on. Like, that doesn't fit. Okay, sure. Yes. So 30 years ago. Wow. 30-ish years ago. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so she did the M&Ms on the keys, and that would always draw my attention. And I think it was great for mm. just any kids. And don't even worry about the food part of it, but it was like an attention-grabbing thing. But then the other thing that she did, and maybe she did it for other people, but I know for sure there were plenty of people she didn't do this Like with. it worked for you, so she kept with it. Yeah, and I, a lot of people, it never occurred to her sure. because they didn't need it. But my piano lesson, I think it was an hour, but it was at DePaul, which is a college here, in their music school, and it was this building with like these long hallways and just all these tiny little rooms. Got it. And we'd be crammed into this little room with two baby grand pianos, and she'd have her chair squeezed into the corner. The parent would squeeze onto the other piano bench that we weren't using. Mm -hmm. And several times throughout a lesson, I'd be doing something, and then it didn't matter if I was doing it well or not or whatever, but she would just, three or four times in the middle of a lesson, she'd be like, okay, pause. Go out in the hallway, do a bunch of cartwheels. (gasps) Oh my gosh, yes. And then i just do like, Ten cartwheels oh down the hall. Oh my gosh! Ten cartwheels back. Genius. And I didn't realize it at the time. Oh yeah. But breaking up I, your focus in a good way. Yes, yeah. and like letting me get out the energy from yes. sitting in this little bitty room and yes. like mentally expanding, but having nothing to do with the energy. Yeah. She just had me go do cartwheels and did a bunch of cartwheels. Came back, sat down, and got another 15, 20 minutes out of it. Amazing. And it didn't occur to me to like, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago that that's what she was doing. Yep. And I was like bringing your focus back. Yeah. Damn. Yes. Genius. Absolutely genius. genius. Yeah. So anyway, like that's related to the educational structure. Absolutely. And I just think it's like not, that's not how a lot of people learn. Yeah. I mean, what you were saying about like being patient with yourself and learning to cook and A, you loved it. Yes. But B, like there were no, I think for you too, like there were no rules or there wasn't Absolutely. a plan or there was no pressure. Yep. There were no deadlines. Yep. And that is the way that I cook too, which my sister always really noticed and liked about me. Like so my sister was a huge foodie. She was like a big reason why I liked cooking. Hi Sarah. Hi Sarah. But she would buy me cookbooks when I was like 18, 19 and started buying me cookbooks. And I really like reading cookbooks. Reading cookbooks and watching cooking shows, not the, like, new competition ones. <laughs> no one listening cares about this, but I do. <laughs> no, I like the competition ones, but I mean those old school, here's a chef showing you how to make a recipe. I like cross-referencing and being creative with my cooking. So, like, if you know how to cook an onion, you don't have to follow the recipe as closely. Like, it might explain in the recipe how to cook the onion, but for me, it's like if you just tell me, saute it till it's brown or till it's translucent or till it's this thing I know how to do that and so 
if I'm looking at different recipes, I can cross-reference them and, like, be more creative with my cooking. So, like, if you put a bunch of ingredients in front of me, I can probably figure something out rather than feeling boxed in by needing a recipe, which is not a bad thing either because our very good friend, Emma, really likes a good recipe. And I love that for her. But I feel like she, I'm the same. Totally. Like, give but me a recipe and I can follow the directions. I've been I proud of her, though, because, like, even she's had to, like, I think loosen the reins a little. Like, it's one of those things where I think if you lean too hard, it becomes a crutch. And now you think you can't cook without a recipe. Slash, in the middle of a recipe, she'll be, like, measuring out, like, a tablespoon of salt. So it's hard. Like, with baking, you have to be mathematical. And I've never been a baker. So that's also very daunting for me, actually. Oh, um, interesting. I got it from my mom, I think, accidentally. Like, But she's always had this narrative, I can't bake, about herself. I can't bake. I'm not a baker. I can't bake. So I just never baked. But with that, you have to follow the recipe to the T because it's a science in like the way that all the ingredients work together. They have to be the right amount. And then, of course, master bakers can like be creative, but they also understand the literal science, and they're still being pretty exact with the amounts they're putting in. They just understand how everything works together. I feel this pull. Shout out to Dina. I doubt you're listening. And I haven't been to your cafe, but I've heard insanely good things about it. Mm-hmm. What's the cafe? It's a new cafe okay. that she opened up. And I know only know this through Instagram yeah. and through a bunch of people that have been like, oh, there's this new bakery that have told me yeah. that knowing, having no idea that I used to know the mastermind behind it. Anyway, she is that level. Right. Anyway, continue. But with that, it's like such a cool thing to me. And for a while I had a block. I haven't ever gotten into it because I'm not into baked goods as much. I might be into savory stuff. So if I tried bread or something. But like, I think that's so cool if they can like riff on baked goods. Because it takes a lot of trial and error with that stuff too. I mean, it does with cooking. It does with cooking as well. Anyway, but with cooking, it's like I... Like, with the salting of things. Like, that's just the very basic. And Emma will still be, like, measuring out the salt. And I think it's, like, so cute. And also probably really great because you're never going to oversalt or undersalt. Like, I can do sometimes. But it is just, like, for me, I'm like, it's salt. Like, just salt it. You t- Salt a taste. Just give it a taste. Give it some salt. You got this, girl. And so I can see how, like, not making it about her specifically, but I can see, like, that suddenly you're now using it as a crutch. Like, you think you can't be creative with your cooking. I think about giving people cooking lessons and I'm just like, yeah, like you can be so creative with cooking. Understand each ingredient. And then once you know how to make that ingredient, you can like put it into a recipe. You were like changing this for me. I'm learning. (laughs) No, I swear to God, because yeah, it just never occurs to me to bring my creativity into the kitchen. Yes. It doesn't. It's so creative. Right. Oh, this is what I was going to say about my sister. So she, whenever I would, like, volunteer, like, cook, like, a nice meal, either for no reason, but usually, like, for a holiday, towards the end of her life, when I was the oldest I was knowing her, say Thanksgiving was coming up, and I was going to cook me and her and my mom uh, dinner. Days before, she'd be like, do you know what you're going to cook? You don't know what you're going to cook yet, do you? You don't know what you're going to cook. You're going to make it up. You're going to make it up. It's going to be so good. Like, she would be so excited. Because I think she really liked following recipes. I know she was also able to be flexible, more flexible because she was a really good cook and she knew ingredients but she really loved recipes and I've also gone too far from recipes I'm like oh my gosh I get overwhelmed and I'm like what am I how do I I gotta I gotta pick a recipe but yeah she just really like really was so supportive of me just like winging it 
because I'd always I feel like she saw it in you totally that's so cool yeah I don't know how it happened because I didn't like cooking before I was like 17 18 thank you Sarah yeah back when I was like 18 for years after that she had a really good job and had spending money and she would always take me out to fancy meals just like Mm. always 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 that's what we did together I think I forgot about like that element of it for yeah. you too. Yes. That was like such a point of connection. Always her. took me to fancy meals. I Just totally she and I. That. And we would nerd out about the food. We would critique every dish. And like I live for that shit. I live for it with somebody that's doing it the same way as me because it's not sucking the fun out of it. And it's not like, oh my God. It's fun. Yeah. I remember too a boyfriend that I had who would like have meals with me and my mom and my sister and he was very quiet and, like, wasn't into food. He had, like, actually kind of stuff around food. So, like, he wasn't a foodie, which actually has changed for him now. But literally, like, we would just be the whole meal, be like, oh, my God, this is so good. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. Mmm. Wow. Mmm. My God, that potato. Wow. Mmm. Oh, God, that's so good. Like, the whole meal. The entire fucking no meal. Just commenting on the fucking food. And doing a little, like, oh, yeah, no, that could be, like, a little bit more cooked there, but, like, it's still not that bad. No, it's good. No, that's really good. But, like, yeah, I would probably leave it in, like, a couple more minutes next time. And, like, just doing that the entire meal. And it's just like, oh, my God, can you talk about anything else but the fucking food that you're eating? (laughs) But, yeah. But, no, it's a really creative space, and that's where I watch people get blocked where they're so freaked out by it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, let me have, like, an hour with you. Guys, Maria is going to start doing cooking lessons. Yeah, I mean... No, she is. You are. It's on the podcast. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So it's official, yeah. It's coming. No, I mean, all of you guys have always said I should do... us if you want a cooking lesson, because I'm sure we could Zoom it. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. And I want to do, like, videos. I don't know. We'll see. But, again, it's just learning the ingredients and how they work. Yeah. I think that's such a multifaceted, because it's like a creative outlet. Absolutely. And it's also, for me, it doesn't come from cooking necessarily, because we've already talked about the way I quote unquote cook, (laughs) but even just like putting together food for myself is an act of self-care. A hundred percent. In a really important way. Totally. Because I know like for some people, cooking isn't joyful or creative. It's a chore. A chore. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm not on that page, and I'm also not on yours, but I just... For me, it's still an act of self-care, self-love. Absolutely. And if you haven't tried it, you should try it. Holler at us if you want a cooking lesson. Yeah, I mean, also the other half, the unfortunate other half is the cleanup. And that I hate. I know. I hate the cleanup. I just want someone to clean for me afterwards, you know? At some point, Maria and I are going to be roommates, and she's just... We've talked about this so many times. That was what happened with Hannah. Hannah is so much more organized and clean and neat than I am. And, like, she would do the dishes. And I was just like, this is my dream. You cook, I'll cook, and you do the dishes, and we got this. Like, amazing. And now I can even... I'll I'll chip in with the dishes. I just hate doing it alone. Like, I hate to clean alone. Mm -hmm. That part of it, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. The podcast episode about my pot. About the pot. The pot. We have to find that episode and put it out. Guys, I have the most ridiculous story about a pot that I left on my back porch. I'm cleaning. Don't tell them the punchline. I won't. Okay. okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> we're gonna find that. Maybe just, it'll be in like a, a be real bonus episode. Trust me, the self hatred with me has been there as well. <laughs> it was just self sabotage to the maximum. Not cleaning. But. So wait, I want to circle back though, because this, this all started with weekly horoscopes. I mean, I know I didn't even finish the North Node stuff. No, I, I know, yeah. no, but I want to circle back to it too because you were saying so. The Sun sign yeah. is sort of like the essence of you. The Moon sign is like a deeper level of what you can be on your own. Yes, or and like when you're comfortable, when you're comfortable, when you're your most comfortable. There you go. Yeah, um, and then rising is. How you present to the world. Yep. Then just say more about like what North Node is. Yeah. So your North Node. As far as like energy or personality or whatever we want to call it. Totally. A lot of people talk about it in terms of past lives. So I understand that that is definitely out there and not for everyone. That's totally chill. Although it's true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I may or may not be kidding. You know where we stand. Um. But it's more like the lessons for this lifetime. So the idea is that like your south node is strengths that you've already mastered in your past life, a past life, whatever. That you've come into this life with. But if you just stayed there, you'd be staying in your comfort zones and there wouldn't be as much growth. And your north node is what you are guided to hopefully grow into as you come into more alignment with like your purpose in life and when I say purpose I don't mean your career I mean like I don't know I'm always messing around with what's my purpose in life and certainly I've messed around more the last few years with thought experimenting on my purpose being around not what I produce but just like the truth of who you are the truth of who I am of just like that I like to support people and that I like to you're a leader yeah the leader thing is oh my gosh totally and that's the whole point right like I shy away from the leader okay This was the other thing. Thank you for saying that. So this person in college that brought me into astrology, when I would see this Aries thing, it was always like a leader. And I would always talk to him and I was like, but I hate being a leader. I always envisioned the comfort of being a number two. Mm -hmm. But that's because it would just like abdicate responsibility. So it was like, I can lead these people and you can tell me how to lead them. Oh my god, that's and so like, juicy. Or we could like work in tandem, but it won't actually then fall on me. And I always really felt like that resonated more, and he was always like, yeah, I know that about you, and that's like interesting, because Aries is a very much of a leader, and of the last three years, I was going to this one spiritual like center kind of thing, whatever, and just doing these different like guided meditation things and like exploring that, and I took this one class, and it was all about like leadership and like coming into your own leadership, and I was like, I have such an aversion to calling myself a leader, And I need to start playing around with it. Whether or not it feels comfortable, I need to just be like, I am a leader. Like, even if I don't believe it yet. Yeah, try it on. Try it on. Yeah, just try it on. And just, it's like I have all these negative connotations around being a leader for myself. Because it's just like, oh, I'm going to be bossy. I'm going to be telling people what to do. I'm going to be stepping on people's toes. Which I think, because so much of it I just, I don't relate to. Yeah. But I also know that you didn't come up with that on your own. Like, yeah. That was baked into generations of understanding and what it means to be a leader. And the same thing that you said before about quote unquote materialism. Yes. You are materialistic in a bad way if you like nice things. Right. If you are a leader, you are a dictator. Yes. You know? Yes. There's no 
nuance. There's no light side. There's no like beauty. It's just there's, like yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no beauty to it. Yeah. And you are absolutely like energetically that Aries, <laughs> that leader ish. Mm-hmm. That's I can see you already getting uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm gonna compliment you. <laughs> I can see it on your face. <laughs> I barely made any like anything, but, but you know, I know you. I yeah. No, wow. just like energetically, like people people gravitate towards you. People really care what you feel about things and it's not like you're like come this way follow me I'm leading you this way but you're just so very influential without intending to be Mm -hmm. in a good way right but which I think calls for me to have more intention around it at this stage in my life perhaps it does it does Perhaps, and I I also think divorce and I don't even know in in what amount but like divorce from the perceived responsibility Okay, no. So, because what I was going to say is the aversion to leadership has come from my codependency stuff. Oh, that makes perfect sense. And boundaries. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Right. Because I remember when I was a manager at a restaurant in Boston years ago, I was so, okay, oh my, um, can you do this? Oh, but like, oh, like, like, it's just, that's not even a good leader. You don't have to be a dictator to be a leader. Right. And so it was just like, that's wishy-washy. That's not even good leadership. And, like, I'm in charge of these people, and I'm, like, worried about how they feel or worried about how I'm coming off. Or, like, worry. Just worry, worry, worry. When now that I have more boundaries and better boundaries, it's, like, I do want to lead by example, not just by, like, telling people what to do. Right. Because I do want people to actually just do something for themselves and learn for themselves and be there for themselves and care about themselves and care about the work they do for themselves. Not for me. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Which is like so beautiful too. But shout out to Scott, Scott Tajarian. Y'all should get a, a reading from him, theweeklytransit.com. We're just going to keep on plugging them. We're plugging everyone. Um, <laughs> but I got a, an astrology reading from him and he wrote me just like the most beautiful email afterwards. And like, okay, oh, I'm sorry. I should mention my North Node is in Aries. So we were saying Maria's North Node's in Taurus and we just can't, we're just coming out of that tomorrow. But it's going into my north node. So the next year and a half will probably be bonkers for me. Um, the most amazing the, experience yeah. oh, away. Gosh. Because back to what you said before about like riding the energy and working with the energy, just because we're switching into Aries doesn't mean that like shit's going to pop off for you. No. But the potential for it right now is much greater Correct. because the energy is working in your favor to grow in those ways. Right. And that's why I think it feels so rocky right now because right. there's a huge transition happening for me. And you're only sensing that it's rocky, I feel like, because you're in touch with that. Yeah. And I'm out of alignment and not in a bad way. No judgment whatsoever. I'm just, I'm not, you know, I'm not fulfilled at my job and I'm not doing creative stuff that I want to be doing right now, which is totally okay. Like, I just have to ride it, but it's just, like, not comfortable. It's just very uncomfortable. Absolutely. Because growth is seldom. Ouch. Is all I have to say. Fucking Stop poking me. And that's what um, astrologers will talk about with the North Node. Like, if you're not doing that work to come into the alignment with your own inner being, the universe is going to be nudging you and you're going to feel it. And that's for any node, any time. Like, like Maria is a North Node in Taurus. And just because it's going into North Node in Aries doesn't mean that her Taurus goes away. That's still always going to be the energy you're going to want to work towards is that Taurus versus Scorpio. So you've got a lot of the Scorpionic stuff already and you want to keep working on the Taurus stuff. 
and you'll now be able to work with the Aries and North Node energy. So like Scott and Ingrid are talking about it a lot on their podcast right now. Just so you all know, every week they like talk about the entire week day by day on like what the transits are day by day and how to work with that energy. And they're talking a lot about the North Node right now because it's flipping tomorrow. So, you know, they're talking about leadership and oh my gosh, he said three words in the podcast today about the Aries North Node and I can't remember them, but I was like, yup, yup. It's just, it's not just leadership, but it's very much like Aries is very self, self led. led. It's just a lot of like leading your own way and leading your own path. Which is like all of us, like that's, you know, of course, like all of us. But some signs it's more about like being part of the community more. And Aries isn't about taking yourself out of the community by any means, but it's about like... I think it's like, back to what I was saying, it's like detaching and and divorcing from any old ideas about obligation or responsibility. Right. Because the truth is, someone like you, or me too, we don't need to be so concerned about the responsibility yes because we have good souls yeah good intentions right and we don't have to worry that anything that we do that is self-led anything that you do that is self-led right you're not going to cause harm right and you're gonna and you you might trigger people yeah you might trigger people and you (laughs) are gonna like hurt feelings no matter what it's about not absorbing those as your own fault like that's still also partially that person's work as well and and showing up with compassion when you do hurt someone being able to say you're sorry being able to listen being able to not beat yourself up about it and be like I I hurt them it's like no like they they were hurt by that action that I took or that thing I said and I can now you know listen and recognize and apologize or show compassion right or show compassion or but just not just take it on as now a way to beat myself up or take responsibility where it doesn't lie brilliant yeah so, I don't know. Yeah, girl. Shit is wild right now, man. Wee! Wee! <laughs> Wee! <laughs> Wait, I have a question, though, because we're talking about, like, astrology and stuff. So, yeah. So, my things, Aquarius, Sun, Sag, Moon, Leo, Rising. Sag is Sagittarius, by the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Taurus, North Node, which means my South Node is where? Scorpio. What is Scorpio? Scorpio is about like transformation and death, but like in that tarot-y way of like transition and Mm -hmm. shadow. There's a lot of shadow to Scorpio, but like looking at the shadow and like dealing with the shadow. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. That's where I've come from. That makes sense. And Taurus is about security and safety and comfort and groundedness. So that's why when we were having that hilarious conversation with Scott, again, <laughs> with Scott's book, his yes. Basics of Astrology book, I got it, and it's great. It's so great. And you and I were trying to talk through, like, the houses. It just gets, it's so complex. It's so complex. It's not simple. It is not just, like, your horoscope. It's, like, I, oh, my God. She just pulled out the book, y'all. <laughs> um, so once we finish this episode, we're going to spend the rest of our evening doing that and enjoying some yummy food <laughs> to bring everything full circle. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let's read the North Node. That he's got it written. Soul's purpose and South Node says soul's past. Wait, read soul's past first and then. Okay. Yeah. South Node, soul's past. The South Node is the dragon's tail, the valley, representing your past life karma and the gifts you received through the traits you cultivated in your past lives. The more you focus your energy here, the more your soul feels empty. 
Whoa. Because you've already learned that stuff, so you're just staying in your comfort zone. Dude, that makes so much sense for me right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, my God. And also, let's read Scorpio. Scorpio I'm so because proud of myself right now. I, you should be. You should be so proud because of yourself. Because I'm just like, shadow, light it up, shadow, light it up, shadow, light it up. Look, get this Scorpio, over secretive, magical, passionate. The symbol for Scorpio is represented by the stinger of the scorpion, a mysterious creature you may see for an instant before it disappears in the, into the world of the unknown. <laughs> this is so freaky. Okay. And then Taurus for you. The symbol for Taurus is represented by the horns of the bull, a creature that is most comfortably stayed in the midst of its earthly comforts. So when I said all I want to do for the rest of my life... Is sit around on your on my lappy toppy, lappy toppy and clickety clackety, clickety clackety. Yeah, I would like to do that on a beach or in a mountain, mm-hmm. on a mountain or something surrounded by a lovely home yeah. and my lovely family. Yeah, and just do that. Yep. Um, and then North Node, Soul's purpose. It says the North Node is the dragon's head, the hill, representing the karma, gifts, and traits you are meant to experience, receive, and cultivate in this life. The more you focus your energy here, the more your soul feels fulfilled. Dang. Oh, karma. I just wanted to say a couple words on karma. Yes, that I, I also think that's important. Flagged that yes, yes. Go ahead. I mean, listen. For those of you that didn't immediately stop listening to the podcast yeah. when she said the word karma, okay. or like you. thirty minutes ago, great. <laughs> but karma, I'm not going to profess to be some expert on this stuff. I'm not, and I don't have the like definition of the word karma comes from okay let me just say that like right away the reason that it has such a bad rap i know that it, what you were saying with the bad rap karma gets this bad rap because a lot of us use it like that's karma baby karma's a bitch like you got what you deserved and like that's not what karma is karma is actually just your lessons just lessons and the way you clear karma is learning the lesson and it doesn't have to even be bad it could just be like we're good but often it's like your karma is stuff that you're just trying to learn that Either it came in past life or not, but you can think of it as just even this lifetime. I've worked with codependency, right? Maybe I was codependent lifetimes before, whatever. I was codependent in my childhood and in my young adulthood. And I think that I'm clearing a lot of karma as I learn how to release the codependency and like learn better boundaries. So now going into my next life, hopefully I won't have as many codependency issues. Yeah. But it's not like something bad's going to happen to me because I did something bad. It's not that weird tit-for-tat thing. It's right. just learning a lesson. Right. And, like, if you're working with your lesson and, like, leveling up a lot, it's not like you did something good to deserve something. You deserve good things always, but, like, you'll have learned those lessons. And basically they won't keep returning. Yeah. For something new. For something new to learn. Yeah. yeah. Karma's patterns. So it's like if you feel like you keep experiencing the same hardships over and over again you're not doing anything wrong it's just that like there's some learning that needs to be done otherwise the universe will keep bringing you the same situations because you can't learn another way you gotta try something different with the same situation that's happened 80 times in your life and if it keeps happening you know that there's some work you're not doing and something you haven't learned yet on how to do it differently Right. But once you have, that little karmic path will be cleared out for something new to start. And then you're probably going to fuck that one up for a minute and try a new thing. Like, fine. Because we're humans and that's how we learn it. What I wanted to say about that, too, is if you're aware of a pattern that you don't like, you're halfway there. 
100%. And that's the whole point. We get into these, like, belief systems and things that so me and Maria want to talk with about. yourself mm-hmm. and the way you've been doing things, give yourself some credit because at least you see that right now. Right. And, and I do think there. I do think the key is realizing things happen for you, not to you. Absolutely. Because if you keep thinking things happen to you, the mindset is, why does this keep happening to me? What did I do wrong? What did I do to deserve this? Why am I being punished? And then you never get curious on like, wait, what part did I play? Or even just stepping away enough to be like, I don't like that this keeps happening and I don't want it to happen again. But not in like a... Why does this keep happening again? No, and it's it, going to happen again. But more just like, I don't want that to happen. So I'm going to think, I'm going to just sit with that. I don't want that to happen again. Maybe there's a different way to do things in order for that not to happen again. I don't know what. I don't know how. I don't know. But I do know that I don't want that to keep happening. And it still will for a little while. And it still will so for a know. little while. And I think Holy I, moly, yes, a way to put that too is you see these patterns... And you don't like them and a way to like move out of them that is compassionate for yourself is every time it happens, what is this trying to show me? What is it trying to show me? What is the universe wanting me to learn from this? Yeah. And just get curious about that and just do your best to to remove that judgment or when the judgment comes up, just acknowledge it as self-judgment. Mm-hmm. But this like, why does this keep happening? I mean, there's no reason other than... The universe is trying to teach you something. Or you're trying to teach yourself something. You're trying to bring it to your attention over and over again in the hopes that you You will shift something. You will change a behavior. You will change a belief system, a pattern that you're in. And then you will grow. Hell yeah. And feel better. Oh, yes. And feel better. We're all about feeling good. Yeah. So it's like even if you just recognize something's not right, give yourself so much credit like Maria was saying. Good fucking for you. Something doesn't feel right. And it doesn't have to feel this way. It does not have to feel this way. It does feel this way right now, and we're gonna feel those feelings. We are gonna feel those feelings, and we're and we're gonna and we're gonna be super excited and look forward to the time when I you don't feel this way anymore. That has been my newer thing too. The last few months, I was like, "Yeah, that's been working for you." It has. I'm just like, I'm so excited for when I don't feel this way anymore because nothing is permanent. Nothing lasts. Nothing left. I understand people in the deepest, darkest depression for years and years and years and years. That's years and years and years and years. Like, you're not going to feel that way forever. Yeah. And you don't have to. Yeah. You can feel better. And it's okay to feel bad. Yeah. And I think for me, what's been working too, like for you, it's like I'm, I'm looking forward to when I feel differently. Yeah. I think for me, it's I'm feeling bad right now. And I love that because I'm growing from it yeah and 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 i'm feeling and i am okay yeah like for me that's been i I haven't always had that i've come into that yeah for sure of like i am crying my face off this hurts so badly and i still love that i'm able to feel this and be here in this moment with this feeling yeah it is better than being numb oh yeah we all all of us have numbed out at some point or other and it doesn't feel good because it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Let's call it. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you. We love you so much. You're doing a great job. Just living the crazy. That's a good one. <laughs> We're going to come out with merch soon. Living the crazy. Living the crazy. All right. Love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. And most importantly, share. 
This episode was hosted by Maria and Maria. Theme music composed and performed by Maria. Logo design by Maria. Recorded and produced by Maria. Snacks provided by Maria. Moral support provided to Maria by Maria. Maria.